Hi everyone, this is Anna L. Avon. I'm a spiritual mentor, healer, and intuitive. And I want to welcome you today. And I wanted to let you know, I was talking to my teams about what they wanted to address today. And it's about belief systems. That's one of the things that they wanted to talk to us about to help us understand uh, some things about it that you may know, you may not know, but it's always good to revisit some things, but also about how deep they are. Like some of them, some of these belief systems can be knotted up in our reality, you know, basically in our experience where we think that there's nothing that can be done about them, yet these things are running our lives in the background. And it's usually a very subtle but powerful background program, belief program that's running in. One thing that they wanted to bring out to let you know is that um, a lot of the beliefs that we have are not even ours. They come from, you know, society. They come from our environment, how we're raised. A lot of them come in there, that way, but to be more precise, what they're talking about is that, and they want to bring to our attention is that there are inherited beliefs that go back generations. Well, they said eons in this, you know, from the spirit world, you know, cause we are spirit having a human experience, but, um, to bring it closer to this life that we're experiencing right now, you may look at it as genetics, you know, something that you inherited. You may look at it as a past life, um, you know, before you incarnated into this physical reality right now, where you're at right now in 2022. And what science has found out, I read an article some, well, some time ago, quite a while ago, and what they had said in there, which caught my attention, was that belief systems, like other things that we inherit, like we could inherit our parents' looks, you know, our grandparents, you know, or great-grandparents down the line, oh, you look like so-and-so. Sometimes you may stand or have mannerisms like one of your relatives. The family resemblance that you have where we all, they could tell that you're sisters and brothers and <clears throat> what have you. All those things are inherited traits and we accept them without question because it's common. There's a commonality there and we can see it. We can physically touch it. Okay. Um, with our eyes, you know, or with our observance, with our five senses. But beyond that, our inherited belief systems. And this article that I read some time ago had said how they've traced belief systems, beliefs that people have, individual beliefs, back 
eight generations in their family line. Now, the other thing that caught my attention was the fact that they said the reason why it went back, they couldn't go any further than eight generations. They, they weren't cutting it off there, but they knew it went that far because their technology could trace it that far. My belief is there's an infinite number or um, quality of inheritance that goes beyond uh, human comprehension, and that is from the spirit part of yourself, your soul's experience. And what the teams are talking about is a lot of times we just accept these beliefs because they're so entwined in who it is that we are. They're like knotted up where everything that comes in to your experience spins around that knot before it continues continues its journey. And so it picks up some of the frequency of that belief system or belief, you know, it could be a singular belief. And it produces an effect in your life. These guys that I work with, my spirit teams, they're very, very high authority level beings of light and love. And light is light, but it's also intelligence and love. And they're beyond worlds. They're beyond universes. They are beyond the what the collective work with in the spirit realm here on earth. They're way far beyond that. And they, they are called the keepers a specialized spiritual technology, which is very, very advanced. This is one of them that they're talking about, and they want you to know that it goes throughout your soul's experience, these beliefs that are picked up. Some people, like I said, you may uh, believe that it's inherited, you may believe in uh, past lives, that it came from a previous existence or existences. But the one thing that we do know is that everything is connected. And this concept of time and space is an earthly dimension. Those are earthly dimensions that we, we uh, deal with, you know, and it, it definitely has its purpose. You know, it's to keep things in order. You know, in an orderly fashion, things appear in your life. You know, I remember that movie, what, I think it was The Secret, where it said, what if, and a lot of pe- teachers have taught this about what if things just came crashing in all together, everything that you ever ex- thought of just came in all at once, whether it's good or bad or whether it's the both of them. You know, that would be chaotic. So the time and space thing is, uh, it's a safety mechanism for us. And they're saying that, uh, I had never looked at it as a safety mechanism before, but they are using that term specifically so we understand uh, 
how things are arranged by cosmic law in the universe. And it's a universe of order, definitely. Now, the other thing that they want to talk about is the fact that this can be, well, it is in your DNA. These belief systems, it's part of, from the spirit world, from what they see, because they see through the world of physics and physicality, and they can see where belief systems are intertwined in there. And we react to them, we react with them, we react as them. So, we come into this world, they're telling me, and we have these different belief systems that will be triggered at different times in your life according to where you are or what you're experiencing or what you're looking for. A lot of us, and the reason that you're on this call, that you're listening to this, is because you're looking for something beyond what you've been told. You're looking for the truth of who you are and what reality really is and how you can tap into what is already yours this intelligence that we have that is universal and make changes in your life. And you can do that. They're telling me right now with your intent, what they're talking about goes beyond a person's intent. Okay. They are these incredible, magnificent teams of spirit, spirit teams that are, they work with a, a very advanced technology or technologies. They're correcting me right now because there's, there's an infinite number of them. And the ones that they're bringing in now are the ones that are designed to help us on this planet in this time that we're living in and what we're living through. But they want to, us to understand that our intent, a person's intent, is like magic in the physical realm. If you stick with that intent, now they're talking about, you know, for the good of humanity, but it does work both ways. But what we're talking about, we're light workers. We are not talking about the other stuff that goes on out there. We're talking about that, which increases the light. This is how strong your intent is. Now, this is some experiences that I had when I was studying about my intent. If I wanted to do something, if I wanted to change something, 
in my environment. Now, there's a lot of things that I've changed, but this technique or this technology that I tapped into was about, I would work with the clouds in the sky. And when I was living at the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, I remember, I was there my husband and I were there for about a couple years. I had a project there. And outside the window, there were so many clouds. And I was like, hmm, I just want to, instead of seeing those clouds, I wanted to make them break apart and see the blue sky. And so that's what I started working on. And then I remembered what really made it click was I would just focus on seeing blue. I didn't get fancy with where it was going to break up or any of that, but for it to break up so that within my line of sight, I could see blue sky. And it worked Every single time, because I, I, um, the first time it worked, I was like, wow, you know, was that a fluke? And so I continued to do it. And sometimes I would wait till it was like so thick with clouds to see how powerful my intent was to break open that space where the blue sky could shine, you know, be seen and come through. And it worked every time. And one time I, um, after that, I had come to Oregon. I was with some friends. I was hoping for it to be really nice, um, on the coast. I was in, on the Oregon coast and, um, it rained and rain. I mean, it was like sheets of rain. And I was like, Oh no, you know, I wanted, I, I want, I wanted the ocean. We were right on the ocean, but I wanted sun too. And it was, it was that type of that time of year. It could have gone either way on the coast, you know, but, uh, it was raining like cats and dogs. I mean, you couldn't even see the difference between the gray horizon and the gray ocean. Cause the ocean was just reflecting the, the sky. And, torrential downpour. And I remember I looked at it and I remembered how I had used my intent to part the clouds so that I could see blue sky. And I looked out there and I was like, huh, I, I was thinking to myself, break like that, break through that. I mean, it was so, it looked like it was never going to stop. And I was like, well, why can't Friday's weather be here today, which was on Wednesday. And then I told myself, I said, for this to work, it has to be like somebody's just snapped a shade, you know, like those pull down shades on a window, just pulled it down and let it, you know, roll back up to expose what was out, you know, be beyond the shade. And so that's how I looked at it. And then I went back into my, uh, I went and took a shower and just left it. You know, I just saw it 
rising, you know, that cloud cover just rising. And I got out of the shower. I only took a quick shower because we were going to breakfast. And I had told my girlfriends uh, that I was with about that because we were all at a spiritual retreat. And um, I came out and I didn't hear any more rain. And I'll be doggone if I didn't look out on the deck. I went out on the deck and it had stopped and the cloud layer had started lifting and you could see the division because you could see the blue sky. There was gray up above it and it kept moving up, but the rain had stopped and you could see that division, the blue sky, and then the ocean uh, on the horizon. And it stopped and it cleared up that day. And it was so profound. And I know one of my friends said, thank you, thank you for doing that because... Um, but it was the intent. I didn't intend for us to be there with all that rain. And I had looked at the weather and I knew uh, two days later, because it was on a Wednesday, that our, let me see, no, it was before that. Yeah, it was earlier in the week. It must have been Monday yeah, that's what it was. And I had looked through the forecast and I saw rain, 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 rain till Friday. And I was like, why can't it, you know, there's no reason why that can't switch. That Friday weather come in today. And anyway, it did. So they want you to know that in this physical realm right here, how powerful your intent is. And to make sure that your intent is e economic, not economically, but um, environmentally friendly and good, which means it's good for you, it's good for others, and it's good for the planet. So, but you can change things with your intent. So that's something that you can uh, work on. But the thing is, one thing that I know that I did was I envisioned what I wanted to see, what I wanted to happen, and then I let it go. I'd go and do something else. And then, you know, with the clouds, you know, a few moments later, sometimes it'd take a minute, maybe two, but that clearing was there. And uh, it was just an amazing testimony to me of the power of human intent. And then, yes, you have to use your imagination to do something like that. I use my imagination to see the blue parting in the clouds, you know, to see uh, uh, the horizon and the ocean, you know, for that part, the clouds just to roll up like a shade in a window. But remember that your mad imagination, they said it's not some fluffy thing like, you know, people say, about, oh, quit daydreaming and that. No, daydream. You know, because that's where, that's the, what do I want to say? That's the faculty that you use your imagination to connect with the spirit world, to connect with these guys. You know, we're so used to looking at the physical world around us and accepting that as real and not the spirit world. And that is more real and profound than 
us in physicality. And I love physical life. I love it. But I also know I've learned how to embrace the reality of spirit in my life. And that was beyond what I was taught, beyond belief systems that I grew up with. You didn't do that where I came from. That was a no-no. And there's reasons for that. It was to keep me safe because there are, you've heard me talk about shadow influences and intelligences that are out there that are in the quantum field that are in, you know, they're, they're, they just are. And um, if you're not with the right teams, spirit teams, you can get in a lot of uh, trouble, pain, hurt. Uh, and you need these teams if anything like that happens to you. You need these teams and you need um, the creator, God. And you have to call on them to help you. And so anyway... So they wanted you to know about changing things in your immediate environment by using your intent and your imagination, you know, pretending that something's happening. I remember in a movie, I was thinking about it the other day when I was meditating, a thought had come into my mind about... Um, using the imagination and it was Anna Green Gables and Marilla was taking her home from uh, the orphanage. Actually it saved her from, uh, I think she was supposed to, she was going to go live with this woman who had all these kids and a couple sets of twins. And anyway, Marilla took her back home and Anne was imagining something, you know, about this and that and this and that. And Marilla, you know, told her to, what did she say, stuff and nonsense. And, you know, told her to be real, basically. And Anne asked her, she said, Marilla, don't you ever imagine anything, you know, about life? And Marilla said, absolutely not or whatever. And Anne said, She just looked around. I'll never forget it. She said, oh, Marilla, how much you miss by not using her imagination. And imagination is, like Einstein said, I love that, about how it is the preview of life's coming attractions. Now, they're giving me an equation right now uh, to give to us, which you may have heard before, but they're Adding something to it, it's about your intention and about something that you desire. Okay, and intending for it to happen in your life. You know, uh, not fretting over it, but being in the vibration as if it's already happened. You've heard that by I don't know how many teachers out there, and that is the truth about that, to feel as if it's already happened.
and to use your imagination and imagine yourself with it and experiencing it and living it, if only for a moment, you know, and you could stack moments on top of each other. And the belief, and they said one of the things is about this belief, because you may believe right now that you cannot have that. But what they're saying is for you to know that you can have it or else you would never desire it. The only reason you want that thing or that experience or whatever it is the only reason why you want it is because you can have it it's already yours see your thoughts what you think about appear immediately and exist immediately in the spirit realm some people call it the thought realm but it's instantaneous it's the quantum field And it's immediate. And the course of the travel is, after you've thought of it up there, if you can sustain those feelings and thoughts about it. Okay, and I'm talking about uh, being in the frequency as if it's already happened. You feel that. that it's already happened. And play with the universe. They said you play with the this matrix, this quantum field that we are part of because we are part of it. And too many times we're on autopilot about the things that we want to happen in our lives. I just read a book. I was reading this book by... Richard Dots, I believe. I like his uh, experiences. And one thing he said in there was too many times that we worry about stuff. You know, like we'll let it go for a moment, but then we grab it right back and start to worry about it. The worry never, ever brings what it is that you truly desire to you. What it brings is more things to worry about. And you've heard that too. Well, the thing is, how do I quit worrying about it? You know, that's one of my things uh, from long, long ago. I remember when I first started working on myself and my beliefs and my life and everything. Well, I don't have it, so how can I stop worrying? I have to get that. I have to have it. Right there, that I have to have it. There's a pushing energy they they said, they're telling me right now, energetically, you're pushing that away because having to have something is nothing but a ball of anxiety about not having it, that you don't have it. So one thing that he said in this book, and it was so profound, was to play with the universe and to get out of that, I have to have it right away. And that is to say, I wonder, I wonder, when you start saying I wonder to the universe. Okay, say, 
say it's um, you just want something good to happen in your life or uh, you need some funds to come into your life. You're working on that. It might be a house or whatever. But one of the simple phrases that he said was, I wonder how much good can come to me. I wonder what good is lined up for me next. I wonder how much good is lined up for me next. And you could go on and on with that, but it changes the frequency and it does put you in a playful, it, it, it's a, um, a lighter feeling about working and bringing that to you. One of the things I realized that had me start looking for a different way to uh, create my reality was that because of things that I was taught, they worked for what I was taught to do, you know, uh, get a good job, you know, retire, all that kind of stuff. But my mind was beyond that. I didn't want just that. I didn't even really want a job. I wanted to work, but I wanted to do something that I loved that I was passionate about. And you know, you don't have to force a passion. And you may think the mind, there is a part of your mind, they want to, they're reminding me right now to tell everybody that there is a part of your mind that doesn't want you to succeed. That's the egoic mind. It wants to keep you safe and it only knows what it knows from what you've done so far and you're still alive. So that is what your egoic mind feels works. Well, you know, it can go look, uh, I, I used to send it off to look for, go shopping for a house or something for me and let me know about that. You know, because this stuff about, you know, doing it a certain way, but my passion and my desires were on the other end of the spectrum and I wasn't going to do, get it doing that. I mean, I love life. I I would get excited about every unfolding year, you know, coming up. You know, what's going to happen this year? But, hold on, I digressed a moment. I can see where I was in time and space with what they were telling me. That's pretty cool. But I'm trying to bring that. Just give me a moment. Let me bring those words back. And they may pop up later because if I... That's one thing with the unconscious mind. If you try to force something, it um, it doesn't work by force. You have to let it go. Like looking for your keys. As soon as you stop looking for it. Oh, yeah, there they are. So let me just continue and that'll pop back. But... um. Oh, the equation. Yes. And then staying in that frequency, you know, not, oh, I've got to have it right now. But when you start playing around with the universe, because that is you, your mind is plugged right in. Your mind is part of that. I remember Greg Braden said in his book, I think it was a divine matrix. I love that book. Cause 
I'm a science buff too. I, I, I love knowing what they found out, but now knowing the spiritual aspect of things just rounds everything out and shows you how powerful you are. But one of the things that he said in there, he said, we're not in it. He says, it's not like we're in the quantum field separately, like we were placed in there. He said, we are part of it, a functioning part of it. We are that field. And so when you are creating your reality like that, there is the, you know, this is what they were saying about, you know, the being in the frequency of already having it now. And I gave you a few tips there about playing with the universe because it's already created in the thought realm and you want to sustain it by how you feel throughout your day. Okay. As if, what would you be doing if it already happened? When it happens, what are you going to feel like? What does that feel like? You know, you may feel freedom. You may just feel like a person does with all this weight lifted up off of you. Like the relief that you feel when a loved one has had a life-saving surgery and they're going to survive. That kind of feeling. You know, the things that make you smile and you sustain that as much as you can. And they're kind of like showing me a funnel and that funnel represents time and space. And at the bottom of that funnel is your hand, is your life. And through the top of that funnel is that what you already created and you're maintaining that frequency and it's traveling through time and space. And as it does, see, each time you visit that, you magnetize it more and more. And here it is. This is what was out there that I had forgot um, that they wanted you to know the type of energetic power you are putting behind that. Your body, your thoughts. But most importantly, when you feel something and a feeling comes before the thought, the feeling is spiritual and it's there before you could even humanly think of it. But you are actually transmitting well over 20, is it 20 million volts of electricity? Anyway, it's enough energy to power the state of New York. Or no, New York City, over 20 times. That's what you are sending out into the universe. So when you maintain that and play around in that good feeling frequency, and here's the thing they said, and behind that, that you're doing, knowing that you are orchestrating these events to come into your life, and then they're magnetized, and when they're magnetized, they're magnetized out into the quantum field where you are 
pulling in, orchestrating basically the magnetism for um, things to happen, circumstances, people, and events. They start showing up in your life. You'll get these inspired ideas, these flashes of something to do. And go ahead and do it. Because every time you take action on that, which is what you want, every time you take action on it, you are moving, you're in that frequency that is coming through that funnel of time and space, bringing it into your reality. So with that said, just take a moment, and you could come back to this any time, what they are saying that we can do, they can do, what they're going to be doing in the session that we're going to be having. It's like a a light clearing and infusion into your genetic code, your DNA, your inherited codes that you have come into your life that is part of you. And the thing is, they what they do is they bring in more light according to your choice of what you want your life to be. And they bring in the technology according to your choice of what you want your life to be and that will override the other and those things that need to be unknotted those belief systems that are so deeply ingrained and embedded in our personalities in our minds and how we react without thinking like those instantaneous feelings you, they are going to unravel that and rewire that with your choice. Because what happened with me and will also happen with you is in those moments where we used to react, we don't react anymore. We wait and we just recognize, well, I got a choice. Either I'm going to carry that around all day long and put that into my reality, or I'm going to do this, because this is what I'm creating. Okay? So anyway, thank you for joining me, and um, for those of you who are in the light circle, this, the, you have access to this, plus the healing session that the teams are going to be doing on your DNA, unknotting those inherited belief systems or those from past lives and bringing in the new and your choice will dictate the, oh my goodness, the technology and the programming of their spiritual advanced technology to work with you so that what you want to create by this formula that they've given you will show up in your life. And so members of the light circle, that's already in your library. And I have a link down below. If you want to join the light circle, it's only $2 a month. They have it priced so that, anybody can join 
And you have, um, oh, yeah, they wanted to let me let everybody know. And you have access to all the previous healings that we did right in the uh, light circle. And uh, the weekly ones that are $2 a month are under the exponential light infusions. Okay. So I will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me. I really um, appreciate you being here. And to learn out more, to learn more about me, just go to my website. It's my name, Anna L A N A E L dot U S. Thanks so much. I'll see you next week. Bye for now. Namaste.